Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast as we gear up for the summer of free agency and take stock of the team with the draft in the rearview mirror. We thought we'd try a new approach to this episode of the Celtics Life Podcast and go over the team from top to bottom by the numbers, literally working our way from the recently signed Brad Wanamaker all the way to Jason Tatum as we try and predict how the franchise drafts up the future of the Celtics. We're doing so in draft fashion, using the numbers of the players and relevant numbers to the franchise. But before we get started, we want to thank you all for listening. I would really appreciate it if you guys subscribe and give us a high rating as it helps us be seen by other podcast listeners, which in turn helps us bring better content to all of you guys. I'm Topher Lane here with Mark Allison. Mark, how you doing? Pretty good, my man. What's up? All right. Let's do this. All right. Starting off with Brad Wanamaker. We're on the clock. Brad Wanamaker, just signed by the Celtics, went to Pitt. He destroyed Syracuse, signed him for... He was playing in Barcelona, right? He left like three point mm-hmm. eight million dollars on the table. Yeah, almost nothing, basically. Three, three million dollar pay cut. Yeah. What do you think about the pick? Well, see, I see a lot of people talking about Brad Wanamaker saying that like he's not even going to make the team. This is just a, uh, a G League guy, whatever insurance. And I, I don't think that the Celtics got a guy to take a three million dollar pay cut just to come over here and play in the G League. Yeah. Uh, I think he clearly, uh, I mean, he clearly wants to jump to the NBA. Um, you're not getting a guy to come here and play in the G League for, for that kind of a pay cut. I think this spells the end of Shane Larkin. I think uh, he exactly, yeah. I think he's the Shane Serviceable last year, and I mean, it, just the same thing. I mean, at least Larkin coming over last year, he did have some NBA experience, but essentially it's the same thing. Guy who played great overseas, 
coming over here. Um, he's he does a lot of things well, and I think that's you know he's a, he's a great fit and fills that same role. Yeah. All right. Number sixty, Jonathan Gibson. Should we give him a shot? What do you think? I mean, it's cool. He's probably going to play summer league, right? But what? You know, he's not making the team. He uh, he had some good. He we we looked at this before. He we didn't remember who he was. But he signed mm-hmm. a ten-day contract and actually performed really well in his first game against the Bulls. But otherwise, not a very memorable, I guess, time with the Seas. I don't really see him coming back and finding a spot on a roster that's going to be even more competitive this upcoming season. Yeah, and I don't know how the two ways work. I, I imagine they could sign him to a two-way contract if they felt that he was a better fit than any of the other guys that might fill those roles, which ideally would probably be the same guys that had them last year. But um, I, I suppose that's an option mm-hmm. if, if they thought he was better than either one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I, I like Jabari Bird. If he's going to stay in a two-way, I'd like to keep him there. And Kadeem Allen, I thought, was a good contributor on the two-way as well. So I wouldn't I wouldn't waste it on, on a guy like, like Gibson. All right, Bingo. 55. Greg Monroe, number 55 was signed to the DPE last season. Do you think that was worth it for Greg Monroe over the course of the last stretch of the season? I think in theory, it sounded like it was worth it, right? I mean, I know I was excited when we got him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're adding a player that, you know, he's definitely had success at the NBA level at that. It was know? like, it was like who gets Greg Monroe? And this right, and, and we got him for nothing, right? So, it, you know, money, besides that, that's yeah. nothing to us. But um, Do you think he comes back he, this season? No, I, I mean, I, I just don't think the fit worked out. Uh, on paper, it seemed like, you know, it would be like a, a way to change up the offense at times. Obviously, he's a back to the basket in the post thing. But especially with the signing of Robert Williams, um, even if Robert Williams starts the year in the G League, you got to figure he's going to end up being that center that provides a, a different look, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then that'll bring us to Aaron Baines, Celtics. I, lovable Celtic, Australian Aaron Baines, all of Australia. Can we bring him back, and should we bring him back? What do you think? I mean, I, I, it, from all all points, that's they want him back, right? So um, Aaron wants to be back. They want him back. I, I think he probably fits here better going into next year than he would anywhere else, just because he's familiar, right? He's got a role here already. Good team. Um, so the reports are that he's that he's they're looking to sign him up for a multi year deal. Mm-hmm. So. They probably expect him to take a slight pay cut to get multiple years out of the deal. That would be my I guess. I think he's into it, too. I mean, he seems so committed to this team with what he was saying after mm-hmm. the Celtics exited the playoffs. He was saying, you know, after the Spurs got beat, we came back the next year and we won it. He's like, we can totally do that again with this team. And he was using we, you know, like the, he's like, obviously, right. he was a big part of the chemistry with the team, but he was mm-hmm. invested in it and it felt. You know, I felt like he was really interested in staying, and I think he'd be interested in taking a pay cut to stay with this team. Yeah, and we need a guy like that when we're going to be playoff matchups against Embiid. Um, you know, you you got to have a big body like mm-hmm. that. All right, 45, Kadeem Allen, the other two-way guy. Do you take him over Gibson? Do you keep him on a two-way? What do you think with... with- uh, so I think that's going to come down to... I think they're going to keep a close eye on Summer League. They'll probably... I mean, Gibson might be... He'll probably be in camp with us too, right? So um, I think that that's what it comes down to. If they think that Gibson is better than either Bird or um, Kadeem, then, you know, I, I think two of those three guys will probably end up being the two-way guys. That would that would be my guess. Unless yeah. one of the other, like, camp invites is just 
off the yeah, top. which could happen. I mean that that happens. Yeah, I mean there's other guys too, right? So I I don't know if I see. We didn't see many of the two way players actually getting much time. Like I mean, we saw Jabari a couple times, but really they didn't get right. much many reps. And so I, I don't have a problem with it, you know. I mm-hmm. just, and I mean if those guys are playing, we're obviously in trouble with some injuries yeah. again. So. Um, ideally, they're not playing. Yeah. Right? All right, 44, Robert Williams, wearing Scal's old number, 44. Yeah, just introduced today. <laughs> um, just before we recorded this, uh, they said he was at the gym 6.30 this morning working out. Oh, he so woke up. That's a good sign. Um, so I, I, it was funny, like uh, Brad's comments, they were they were talking to him today. And, you know, what, what did you think of the whole thing? He says, you know, I've, I've been telling him, I think you can be a good player, but you really got to work. It seems like they're really stressing this. Got to work. They, they were talking about Al Horford's been telling him, we're going to work hard here, da-da-da. Because everyone's talking about this, you know, maybe this drive or the motor that he has, whatever. I mean, Ainge, Ainge said that there's no, like, no way you get Defensive Player of the Year two years in a row without a motor. So there's there's a motor there, you know. Yeah. Um, whether, you know, they stoke it the right way. And uh, they asked Brad if he thought that the uh, – Last week's uh, missed conference call was a was a sign of you know was it, did the media overreact and he said no I, I don't think so like he said I didn't think they did you know if if that's the last time that that happens then we're all good and we can move forward but obviously that that did was a little uh, prickly with uh, Brad speaking of an alarm yeah you missed his alarm right there <laughs> so no. that that brings to number forty two of Al Horford who is going to be that his kind of mentor of sorts and I think Williams would be mm-hmm. Horford's replacement in two years when Horford's contract expires, which well, he's up next year. Yeah. Next so year. I, I, so yeah, yeah. Two yeah I like, yeah. that's partially why I like the Williams pick. I wasn't, I, I, on last week's podcast, I was saying that I don't think that we need a big right now because we're kind of set in that department, especially if we resign Baines. But when Horford mm-hmm. leaves or, you know, when he starts to lose a step, whenever that may be, mm-hmm. I like Williams to replace him. So do you see Horford slowing down? Do you like that? Do you think we just keep Horford long-term? What do you see? Uh, well, hopefully we can get Horford at, right, what, less money than uh, or somewhat of a discount, maybe not $30 million again next uh, next offseason. But, I mean, that remains, I mean, that's, that's a problem for Danny and them next year because um, obviously they're going to need money for Tatum and Brown down the mm-hmm. line. Uh, so that... I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions, but I like you said, I think it's perfect that he has this mentor, at least for the first season. Yeah. Number thirty seven, Semi Semi Ojale, my boy, the Spartan. <laughs> he uh the, the, the tank. tank dude, I loved Semi, man. I was a huge fan. Yeah, man. Where I guess what do you think his ceiling and floor look like? Do you see him maintaining that defensive tenacity that he brought to the floor as kind of like a, a small wing? So, so he's already a monster on yeah. defense, right? He's, I mean, we saw him guarding LeBron in that he series. Obviously no, obviously, no one can guard LeBron, but, like, to, to you know, th- that size and to be as gifted as he is defensively, he's already an NBA player, right, even one year yeah. in. I was excited to see that he's in Summer League, though, because, right, don't we want to see him expand his offensive yeah. game a little, even if it's just knockdown three-point shooter? That's well, fine. Like, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Three and D, Bruce Bowen type guy, right? Except Bruce Bowen on steroids, massive, huge. <laughs> 2017 right? summer league, he torched, man. He was on. He right. was putting up. He, I, I think he had a game winner or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, and he's legit. Yeah.
I want to see more of that, right? Get get that confidence. I think up. honestly, if he ups his offensive game, he's going to see a lot more minutes. I would. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Gershon. Actually, no, we go to 36. Marcus Smart. 36. Yeah, 36. Like He's it. been offered the qualifying offer, tendered the qualifying offer. How valuable? Obviously, we know the value that Marcus Smart brings to the Celtics, but how? What do you put the price tag on that? Because he's probably gonna go free agency. I guess. I, I'm. I would imagine that the Celtics. He may get another offer, and I would imagine that the Celtics will match it almost ex- no what's, matter what. What's your almost? What's your right? Because I don't think anyone's going to pay more than like 14 million for him, right? He said he thinks he's worth more than 12 to 14 a year. I don't think anyone's going to give him more than that. Um, but that that said, I mean, if so, if he does get like a crazy offer from like Dallas or something, one of those teams that they've said are interested. Um, maybe they won't, and uh, maybe maybe they'll do something like what Justin. I think Justin wrote about this earlier this week about maybe going after Avery Bradley instead on like a one-year deal. Um, I don't think there's any chance Smart comes back for the qualifying offer, though. I think that um, they, they'll they'll give him a better deal than that. Yeah, I, I would. I, I expect that the Celtics will match it, especially with what Wick was saying mm-hmm. in the you know after the playoffs. I would expect that Marcus Smart is extended. Or it sounds like they want to run it back with him, Baines, and then the guys that we didn't yeah. have this year. Yeah, so. just give give the roster that probably could have gone to the finals a, a second shot. You know, with that. Yeah, let's let's add two top twenty players to the team that was one game sure. from the finals. All right, <laughs> on to thirty. We're halfway through the draft. We'll go to Gershon Yabuselli, number thirty. He didn't see much run over the course of last year. I was really upset about that because I love whenever he did, he did a three, he'd do like the bow and arrow dab thing. I was a yep. huge fan of Yabu. And he also destroyed in the summer league. He's going to be on the roster again this summer. Do you see mm-hmm. him getting any more time this, this year? Is that- so my guess is maybe he'll play a little more this year, but I would think he's still probably another year away from being like a regular contributor. I think as long as we still have Marcus Morris here, um, he'll get those minutes and then after next season, that might be his yeah, time to shine. Yeah, I could see that. He's got similar position. They both can shoot from the outside, physical inside. I, I, similar games, if you ask me. You know, just maybe not the defensive, or at least like the right. But 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 he has the tools to do that. Can right? you imagine so... if we had still had Zizic? Like, try and figure out yeah. the roster complications if we had Zizic and Yabuselli, <laughs> all of that mess. We would have been it, unreal. Right. Other rookies and the guy, oh man, number twenty-eight, Abdel Nader. How do you feel about Nader? Well, I think I mean he got thrown into an you know awkward situation this year, right? He we were we were dead dead bodies everywhere, right? So he had to come in and and play like big minutes for a few so weeks there, anyways, right? When we were like the so did everyone else. They actually did their job. I know, I understand that, and but that's a fluke that Jason Tatum is was that good and excelled at it. You know, even even like when Jalen Brown got thrown at that. I mean, these guys are top three okay, picks we're talking about. about. This guy just was about semi. late. Hmm? Semi was legit, and he was thrown at the exact same thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally agree. But I just think that I think that he's better than he played this year. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I think he's going to be around next year. I just. Um, 
I don't know. He's a, he's a Brad Stevens type guy. I don't mind if he's a guy at the end of the bench, but only if he's improved. I would know. So you can't you can't play like that like he played next year through summer league through camp. And well, he's not going to be in summer league because he's out anyways. But like, um, he's probably probably not. I would have preferred R.J. Hunter over the two. I would I would choose R.J. over over Abdul. I'll say it. Well, I think the problem was that R.J. was on the roster and then they moved him. They right? Like he was a. He was a roster cut, whereas Abdel was still in the yeah. league, right? So we just had his rights. I don't remember exactly how that worked out. I'm sure they would have yeah. rather kept Hunter well, they, too. They, they cut him. All right. Well, we'll go. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like Nader. I don't think anybody. He's the. the nope. I don't think many. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Daniel Tice, the German sensation. Uh, he was awesome last year. Another guy who was just thrown into like injury. Uh, had to step up mm-hmm. when you know Horford was out. Things like that. Tice was legit. You see him maintaining yeah. that this upcoming year. So I think when when you talk about like the Al Horford replacement, now obviously he's not going to be Al Horford, but I think he does more of the things that Horford does than say a Robert Williams does. Like um, he's he's he can move the ball well, he can shoot from the outside. So I, I think this year is going to be a real test to see exactly how much you know, like how much better can he get. Right, um, he's going to play yeah, a lot no. next year, whether Baines is here or not. You know, I mean, Baines will probably be the specialist when we play the bigger guys. But uh, Tice, after playing as well as he did last year, I think he's going to get yeah. Some no, I would run. like to see him get get that that time because he was really good this past season. So I'd I'd like to see that mm-hmm. a lot. All right, on to Jabari Bird, other two way player. He just got the qualifying offer for another two year deal, Jabari. So. We can expect that unless he decides to sign somewhere else, that he'll still be on. He'll probably. And I think be of back the here, two, right? he was the better player. Of. I think he had the more upside, right, coming into last year. Whereas Allen was like more NBA ready, but Jabari Bird was like. Yeah, I liked upside. the Bird jersey. Like I just kept seeing him. Like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need him to be good, so we can we, so we can true. buy those It'd jerseys, right? Twenty six Bird jersey. Need it. That'd be a good. Thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. I, I, I like that offer. I liked him on the two-way. I'm still kind of understanding the two-way contracts. So it still takes me a bit of time to get all that under my belt. But I, I like Jabari Bird. I'd like to see him get some more time. But, you know, it's barring injuries, you know? Like, that's when we're going to see a lot more of him. And I hope that we don't for that reason. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't even realize he got that qualifying yeah. offer. So maybe so maybe that last two-way spot is between yeah or and like you right said now. whoever does well in summer league you know whoever, whoever shines they'll just give right. it to him but i think they like jabari bird a lot cool well yeah. away from the celtics but still pertaining to basketball as a whole number 23 lebron james what where why who when what <laughs> i mean i i don't see if he doesn't end up in LA, then they Magic Johnson has made a mess of this. I, I just don't see with the whole, and I think we're going to get into Kawhi a little bit later. But like, if he doesn't, if Magic Johnson doesn't walk away with two of those three guys, I, I think there's, I think he's got some serious. It's problems. uh, it seems like the Spurs just have the ability to get whoever they want. No. Yeah, and but I mean, if you're the Lakers, why wouldn't you just because give them they, they saw what right? Brooklyn did to try and get? Yeah, but these guys are not old. Like we're not talking thirty six, thirty seven year old players. 
I mean, 35. I don't know. What, what was Pierce and Garnett when they – Yeah. 34. Um, you know, Kawhi's 20, 27, 28. You know? Nah, I don't know. I just don't – they don't have anything that, to me I, – I, I think it would be more players than – I just think that if LeBron doesn't end up in L.A., I think Magic Johnson has royally screwed this up because no one thinks that LeBron's yeah. going back to Cleveland. I, I – and I just, I don't think that Philly fit is I don't good think anybody says that's good. I think Philly fans, I think Joel Embiid says that. Justin good. does. <laughs> well, we'll Justin get him on next week. Fit. Number 20. Yeah, Number 20. Tell him I said Gordon that. Hayward, the Celtics star free agent signing coming a year late. <laughs> uh, how do you think he comes into fit now that Jason Tatum has shown that he can be a starting player? Like, what do you think happens to the roster? Or I guess starting five. Well, I think, think they go small, I think, right? So you start most nights anyways. You start Kyrie, um, Jalen, Gordon at the three, Tatum at the four, mm-hmm. and Horford at the five. I mean, how many teams do you really have to worry about some monster down low? Even if you do, it's not like if we're playing the Sixers, it's not like uh, Horford can't hold his own against, against Embiid for a little while. Yeah, so I mean, it's, uh, I think they'll go with that lineup almost you know, 95% of the time. And then... You know, you make additions, guys are hurt, whatever. You still have guys that can step in and be starters. You've got Smart. You've got um, Marcus Morris. These guys can start Baines if you need to go big. Uh, they've got a lot of flexibility with what they can do with the starting lineup. But I think that that's the best lineup you can put on the floor, at yeah. least to start a game. And closing it, Marcus Smart maybe comes in instead of somebody else, right? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I, uh, I like that, that lineup. I think that'd be a good roster. And I think, honestly... I mean, it would be running yeah. people off and the that floor. brings us to number eighteen, the yeah. banner that we expect to win sometime in the next couple, <laughs> in a little while. I don't know what time frame. Do you do you think next season's the year? I think it's in play. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, I I I just I want to see that Golden State Celtics series, both teams fully loaded. Um, I think that would be a hell of a series. I want what you just suggested. I want LeBron, Kawhi, and the Lakers for a rematch of Celtics-Lakers. Well, think about that, too. So if that's the case, right, if, if, they, if they can somehow, if the Lakers can walk away with LeBron, um, Kawhi, and Paul George, which is a possibility if guys take some concessions and stuff. I mean, they, they them and Golden State have to play each other. They still have to play Houston. Um, yeah, the, and we, we would just have what? We'd have to play Philly. Philly, and I Philly, I don't think is any match for our team fully loaded. I think Washington will be better. I think uh, there, there'll be a handful of better teams in the East, but no, I mean we wouldn't have the type of competition that the West would, you know. Right. So no, but I'd, I would love to see that the Lakers Celtics again. You know, I mean, that would be that would be awesome. And Kyrie versus LeBron. Think of that story. Oh man, yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. That's what I. So Banner, I honestly, I'm gonna make the controversial opinion. Actually, I don't know if it's controversial, but I think we win it next season. I think it's. I think it's definitely possible for sure. I think. Like. I think we're going to be one of the two, three favorites. Cool. All right. Thirteen. Marcus Morris, number thirteen. He has one more year on his deal. Is he someone that you want to extend, or someone that you consider trading because of the depth that we have at the kind of wing three and D guys? Yeah, I don't think you can extend him, and because of that, right? Like we talked about, you know, we have Yabuselli and we have Semi, and you're hoping that, like, you know, a year from now, those guys are even better. Like Semi is already like a fixture in the lineup, right? 
he's probably already going to be like our eighth, ninth guy, right? Tenth, yeah. worst. And then Yabuselli, I mean, you, you kind of hope that he is that Marcus Morris type player. He does a lot of the same things, um, you know, in two years. So I don't think you can extend him, but, but I think he's a vital piece going into next year. Yeah, um, I, I don't he, think he can just plug him in in so many different spots. I don't think there's too much cost to letting him walk. You know, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's not like a star where people talk about what are you, you're not going to get anything for him. You know, you have to take that chances with role players. Yeah, I think I think he fits that exactly. I think he's the role player that we just have to deal with getting away. Mm-hmm. You know, and because his his the value that he brings on defense against LeBron. I mean, he backed that up in game one, right? And then you know what he brings offensively, just that punch that he brings off yep. the bench, that just electric scoring that he brings off the bench is so valuable when nobody can find the bottom of the net. So mm-hmm. I think it's worth keeping him, even without extend- extending him, I think it's worth yeah. keeping him through the playoffs and not bothering to try and trade. Unless you can get a guy like him, right? either cheaper or I don't know. But some, yeah. something that doesn't lock us up long term. Mm-hmm. No, no I, I agree with you. And I, I would keep him through the playoffs, to be honest. On to number 12 of Terry Rozier. Scary Terry, your man. How's it? My boy. You have the t-shirt or the hoodie? I got like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he somebody that you extend? Uh, so, so here's my thing with Terry. I think he's the perfect because his contract's up next year. I don't think you deal him. I don't think they ever really broached dealing for him. Uh, Sands, maybe they would throw him in a Kawhi deal if that was going to work out. I don't know, but he's the perfect insurance to have with Kyrie. Like, not that there's really, I don't think there's that much uncertainty, but for people that are worried about Kyrie walking next year, if you still have Terry here and then you'll still have his bird rights and you can still, I mean, he'll be a restricted free agent next year, right? Yeah. So he's the perfect insurance policy. If Kyrie did leave us at the end of next season, if something happened and he was unhappy, at least we still have an NBA capable starting point guard on the roster. Mm -hmm. And you just go forward with that, right? Like, everyone gets so worried about not extending guys. That's just not the way the NBA is these days. These guys get more money if they wait till the last minute. Yeah. So, it's perfect that we have him coming off the books next year. And because he's restricted, I'm sure there's some kind of shenanigans we can work out with a sign and trade with the team that wanted him and maybe couldn't afford him or something. Um, Maybe a better situation for him than a free agent team that could sign him. Mm -hmm. I think there's still ways to flip him at the end of that and still walk away with something. It's not like he's leaving for nothing. Yeah. Well, that number 12 gives way to number 11 and Kyrie Irving. I, you, you aren't concerned that he walks in free agency. No, I'm not, I'm not concerned one bit. I just, I, I just think you can't think like that. Like, you just can't. That, this is the way the NBA is now. He seems happy here. I'm content with that. I, and I'm in the camp of trading Kyrie for Kawhi straight up. I'm, I'm on that side. Uh, and see, I fought with all of you guys about it. <laughs> Yeah, this it doesn't uh, doesn't add up to me. I you know, and it's just I, I I like the upgrade, but I I agree with what you say. You you gotta sometimes just take those risks. You know, a guy will extend or sign in free agency, but it just doesn't. I'm not worried about Kyrie leaving, but I'm also not worried about Kawhi leaving if we trade for him. You know, for the- yeah, and and I agree with you there. Like I I don't worry about. Look at Paul George. I mean, there's a good chance he stays in the Thunder after last year trying to you know. Trying to get himself to LA, right? And if he ends up staying in, if he ends up staying in Oklahoma City, like the Lakers totally dropped the ball because they just thought for sure he would just waltz over there after this season. Yeah, but that's also like, I mean, the Thunder are a much worse situation than the Celtics. The Thunder 
Oh, that, absolutely. No, I know. Besides he and I guess West and yet they and right. That's all. You and yet they still have a chance to keep him. Kind of. You see what I'm saying? I think, like, I think he's still leaving, but yeah. No, I, I do too. I think he's going to end up in LA, whether it's him and LeBron, Kawhi, LeBron, and him, whatever. I think he's still going to go there. But at the same time, if Magic Johnson mucks this up and they don't get any of those guys there, I mean, egg on his face. He could have traded for Paul George last year, but just waited for this year. I don't know. I, I think if you want the guy, you trade, you get him there, especially a guy that wants to be there, right? Yeah. Like these guys have said they want to play there. And it's like, you know, you're afraid to give up assets. You're afraid to give up what? Kyle Kuzma? <laughs> like, wh- what are we talking about here, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, then we take a step back and go back to the small guys with number nine. <laughs> well, we'll get back to that. We got, we got, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Gerald Eddy, another 10 day dude who uh, joined the Summer League team along with another Virginia Tech player, Justin Bibbs. You see either of them? Taking that last two-way spot, or yeah, so, yeah, no. So like, like we said before, I think it's the same thing. You know, if one of these guys is a monster in summer league and camp or whatever, they got a shot at that other spot, right? Um, but I think it's got to be in summer league though, because right? Didn't they sign the two two-way deals before we got to camp last year? Uh, yes, I think. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, they were already locked up before we even got to camp. I think so, but that was just because of like the logistics of every. Because there were so well, many- they were rookies, yeah. and it was right. Yeah, so maybe that's part of it too. And just but- the unreal amount of first round picks that we had to make guaranteed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just like we had so. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shenanigans last yeah. year. All right, cool. Uh, Shane Larkin, number eight, gone, gone. Do we even need to do the yeah. timer on this one? We could just like. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, whatever. He served his role. He got hurt when we, we really did need him, though, in the playoffs, and, and, he, and he, was, he went down. Um, but I, that's Wanamaker's job now, Do you right? think that... Or his job to lose, anyway. I, f- I may have asked you this before, but do you think that the Celtics would have advanced to the, the finals had Shane Larkin been healthy? I don't know. They played terrible in that last game. Well, that's game, why I so wonder, you know, I, just bringing a different guy in, because Rozier was just... He was just not good in that game. And it was right. just that game. Like the series. Yeah, he played great all playoffs. Right? Um, but then that last game, it was just suddenly. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't, they couldn't hit a ball in the ocean. Yeah, so. Uh, everyone, anyone not named Jason Taylor. Yeah, I think that honestly, Larkin could have maybe somehow. It might have made a difference, yeah. yeah. I, just a, a random conspiracy theory. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know. I like Larkin. I'm sad. That no, I, I think he does have to go. There's not space for him. Yeah, there's just no yeah. room. Cool. All right, eight to seven. We got our boy Jalen Brown. Second, going into his third year, does he keep improving? Because he made a big jump from one to two, incurred all those extra minutes, took a full starting gig. Do you think he keeps growing? Yeah, I mean, like like that big jump too, right? Came especially in the playoffs, right? From the last month into the playoffs, like. He was an absolute monster when they needed him when everybody else was yeah. down. I think, if anything, the Hayward thing accelerated his, um, you know, growth, right? If there's one positive to come from it, mm-hmm. both him and Tatum. He, uh, especially, yeah, you're right. That last month is when he, he just took such a huge step against, like, the Jazz. He hit that game winner, which was, like, nothing yep. but the kids because there was just nobody healthy during that kind of road trip that we were on, that West Coast swing. So I, I really like to see him step up and, and keep kind of growing with that because he and Tatum are going to be the leaders of this team in 
two, three, probably years. three yeah. years. Yeah. So I'd really like to see him kind of step into that and take that role over the next couple seasons. And I think this is the one where he really gets to, to take that. So I'd like to see him keep going. Uh, I actually, I've got two for number four. One being Danny Ainge got fourth place in GM of the year at the NBA Awards. Do you think he deserved higher? I mean, is there any question that he should have been GM of the year? I mean, he traded for Kyrie Irving on a what was a steal, right? And then signed Gordon Hayward. He he got the two best players in the offseason, right? Unless you think Paul George was better and is is did um Sam Pretty is, is he the one that got No, no it was Morey. Daryl Morey? Oh, because he got Chris yeah. Paul? That's uh, we got two players. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, well, well, I, I mean Chris Paul and Kyrie are kind of the one I mean, seed in the West. So yeah. that that's its own thing. I'm gonna add cl- time to this clock because we, we need more time for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Gotta, we had two things here. Yeah, well, I got, I got, I got Isaiah Thomas that I want to talk about too. Because uh, okay. it four, anyways. So that, yeah, he yeah. Houston took the one seed. Utah, I don't know why, why Lindsey's the second place guy because he he lost his best lost player. His, I mean, he drafted Donovan that's Mitchell, true. so that's you know saved the franchise. Anyways. Sure, but like, I mean, I, I guess I guess he made the trade to get a. Uh, Rubio, Rubio worked out pretty well. Right, that was Utah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so there. But I don't know if if we're we're talking the draft though. It's like our our guy traded the first pick, got ourselves another potential top five pick next year, got the best player or or second best player. You, if you want to say Donovan Mitchell, that's fine. Right in the draft last year, at least as far as today, right and. How like he went against what everyone else thought? Full slam dunk, right? And we avoided that friggin' train wreck. Mm-hmm. I just between that and bringing in a, a, a crazy trade to get Kyrie and trading a fan favorite in IT for him, and um and signing Jordan Hayward. I don't know how anybody can compete with that. Ainge has never won GM of the year. Yeah, even 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 with the Kevin Garnett trade and the Ray Allen trade that year, and then. Like the stuff last year, and then the the Brooklyn heist. Yeah. He's never won that before. That's yeah. insane. No, I'll agree with that. I, I I don't see, I don't see. I, I I can kind of understand Indiana and Pritchard getting three. I, I would, you know, I, I see mm-hmm. him being higher along with Ainge because that. Sure, George, that right. was huge. He also saved their franchise. Getting and Sabonis, really Sabonis was really solid too. I mean, that was right, honestly right. they've got a really fun young team that's going to be fit. Mm-hmm. And honestly. The Pacers had the Celtics number. <laughs> like they, they, yeah, them, I was. It was glad to see them yeah. go down. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, then we'll we'll go on to now three, where Jason Tatum got third in the Rookie of the Year competition. I guess Simmons obviously first, Mitchell second, and then Tatum. You think? Been high? Right. I mean, we've 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 talked about this a thousand times. I mean, Ben Simmons been in the league for what yeah. three years? And he's rookie of the year. I mean, I that just kind of it that never sits well with me. It didn't with it. Just I don't know. But Mitchell winning, Mitchell getting second over Tatum, I have no problems with. I mean, he he had to be the leader of this yeah. team, right? Not only did he have to put up numbers, they both put up good numbers. But Mitchell was like the leader of that team. If the playoffs had been part of it, would you put Tatum 
as the the winner? Um, I don't know, though. I mean, I, I, it's it's hard to say that because, um, you know, I think Mitchell was ahead of him just because of how much of a role he played for his team mm-hmm. all year long, right? Even still, yeah, I um, I liked. I, I with the playoffs, I'd give Tatum rookie of the year. But I know that's not I know that's not how it, how it works. But I would give it to him if it were with playoffs because I think he, he clearly outperformed Simmons. Oh, definitely. Yeah, second that's round. for sure. And Mitchell, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's he still performed, but just Tatum just did so well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked exactly. like a veteran out there. I uh, yeah. Also Man, on Charles. three, Brad Stevens third and coach of the year, and Dwayne Casey, now Pistons coach. One coach of the year for the Raptors. Do you think that should have changed at all? Which is, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but um, I don't. It doesn't bother me as much as Ainge not winning G, uh, like GM of the year or whatever. But because there's other coaches that that you know that like like um, Quinn Snyder over there in Utah for him to be able to soften the blow of losing Hayward and then they still finish one No, they, they fell lower in the playoffs. Did they all right. So they but they were riding in three most of the year, right? I mean the fact that they even made the playoffs after that's pretty yeah. remarkable. Um so you know for for the Indiana Pacers to be up there, you know, there's there's certainly cases you can make for the coaches around the league. I know we lost like our two best players, but even still without Hayward, you know, we still had two all star players for the bulk mm-hmm. of the season. Um, uh, our other players are like top picks, right? Marcus Smart's, you know, top six. The other two guys are top three picks. It's not like he was dealing with a, a ragtag yeah. band of soldiers here. Um, but r- like I said, the Ainge thing bothers me more than the coach of the year does. Although Brad should have a coach of the year. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't understand how you can come back with only four of the same players and not have coach of the year mm-hmm. and like lead your team to that record that you did and dealing with the injuries they did. I don't understand how he was. Yeah. I think Quinn Snyder should have maybe gotten it, but I don't understand how anyone else didn't. Uh, on to number right. two, Kawhi Leonard, number two for the Spurs. Do you think he goes to LA? Obviously, he doesn't get much of a call. It's the Spurs. Do you think the Celtics make a push for him? I don't think. I think the Celtics are involved in any key player moving, right? Because they have the pieces. Teams want to hear what they want to say, and I think it's just Danny mm-hmm. doing his due diligence, right? And at least gauging the prices of guys going. Like, how much could I get a, a disgruntled top five player for right now um, on a one, that that's, has one year left on his deal? And, like, he kicks the tires on that to see that, even if he's not going to get this player mm-hmm. for future deals, right? But I, I don't think there's any chance he's coming here. And um, I think it's the Lakers game to lose. I, I understand the Spurs are going to hold them up for as much as they can get. But... Like I said, if if you're the Lakers and you're dealing for Kawhi Leonard, you have to think of it as you're dealing for Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. If Kawhi Leonard is on the Lakers, there's no chance that mm-hmm. LeBron's not going to go there. It, when his other options are Philadelphia and um, Cleveland, which I didn't think he was going to go back to at any time, but now it's like now it's like he's holding them ransom with that. Like, well, I could still stay here. I. Uh... I saw like 10 minutes before we started recording, Ainge says that there won't be a blockbuster deal or there, it's not likely that there'll be a blockbuster deal. So I I don't think the Celtics do trade for him. I think it would be actually a good trade, but I, I don't think Ainge would be interested in it. And it, it would mess up the 
starting lineup and stuff. It'd be kind of a mess, I think. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of the trade, to be honest, and I've made that clear in a couple podcasts now. But I I agree. I don't think it does happen. I, I would be surprised if he's not with the Spurs or the Lakers next season. And at least maybe it's a deadline move. You know, maybe it's yeah. something that the, the Spurs wait with. Yeah, and the Spurs may yeah. hold on to that till then. And f- as far as the Lakers go, the- LeBron and Paul George may already be in an agreement that they're mm-hmm. going to go to the Lakers together, right? Everything else could just – they could just be pressuring, you know, the Lakers to get a deal done. Because you think LeBron cares about all those young kids that are there? No, he'd rather have Kawhi Leonard. You could trade every single one of them, and if it's him, Paul George, and Kawhi, it doesn't matter. They'll fill it in with mid-level players. They'll, yeah. they'll fill out that roster. Yeah, they'll make it work. All right, on to the final pick, I guess. Final topic. Number zero, or I guess the top pick, would be Jason Tatum. My man. I love Jason Tatum. He's my favorite player. I've got his I don't know. Does anyone not like him? (laughs) Big fan of Jason Tatum. Uh, Is he going to keep improving? Do you think he gets better? He had that video that came out a couple days ago of him just draining threes. Yeah, I mean, we we I mean, we were excited about it at the beginning of the year, and I was all on board for Fultz, right? And then when that came up, I was like, okay, shifted gears. This guy looks like a you know he's going to be a freak too. I'm into it, and I mean, he delivered, man, right? So all year he looked like he was going to be. He had chances to be a really really good player, but then seeing what he did in the playoffs, I mean, he's definitely got the potential to be yeah. a top five NBA player. Yeah, like without a doubt. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, things happen. Maybe he doesn't quite get to that level. But I think like, the, the floor for him is what? Yeah. Like a top 25 player? Like the, That's like the floor now. Because he's already like Yeah, no, he's going to be unreal, I think. I, I really... I, you see that potential. Paul Pierce yeah. saw that potential. He said before the season, he goes, he's as good as I was in year five. And yeah. And so already he, in um, year one. No, I really, really like Tatum. And I think he's got a really high ceiling. And I think he's going to keep improving, especially with the mentorship of actually having Hayward on the floor, of you know having all these guys who can really mentor him. I think it's going to be huge, and he's going to keep stepping forward. Yep. So, and then that lineup is just going to be so good. Uh, and who do you? I mean, can you double team anybody? Uh, like that lineup that we were talking about before, like the the potential starting lineup. You can't, you can't double team. That's what anybody, I said before we knew up. how good Tatum was going to be. Before Brown snapped up, I was like, I was yeah, watching. I, know, right? I think against like Charlotte, the starting lineup of Horford and Hayward and Kyrie, and it was like they could not find any guy to guard because just suddenly like Horford would be open for three. He'd hit that, drain that, yeah. and then you go to yeah. you know Kyrie's driving, right. kicks it to Hayward on the wing. It's like there's just so many options, and now you add you know one and a half more in Tatum being now one, and then just. Brown completing the step of being the like the really yeah. offensive player. So it's just yeah. defensively, it's going to be really good. Offensively, it's going to be even better, and it's going to be tons of fun to have that entire team. I'm really psyched. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to be that was supposed to be his downfall was he was a suspect three point shooter. Yeah, he led the league for like half the season, <laughs> like, and like with 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 taking a lot of them too. Not like just like hitting one or two yeah. here or there. Like he yeah. was shooting and then, then he broke his finger and that's finally like, when he fell off and he still kept playing. Like he like like so many games. Yeah, no, yeah. I am a huge fan of Jason Tatum. Uh cool. Well I had this was a fun format, right? I I, I, I enjoyed that. I wasn't sure how well that was gonna go and we I think that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, always look out for our podcasts. You can find them on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and most podcatcher apps. 
And again, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribe so you never miss any of our episodes. And if you like what you hear, we'd appreciate a high rating, preferably five stars. If you don't like something or you have a suggestion, let us know with any comments on our Celtics Life articles or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. And that's all we got. Thanks, guys. Hey, later, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.